Welcome to Balanced Hormones, Balanced Life Podcast. This is Dana Palmer. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me as I discuss all things to do with health, hormones, and everything in between. Welcome to episode 40, The Estrogen Dilemma. This is going to be a two-part um, podcast, so next episode, ex- um, 41, is going to be the second half. There's just a lot I want to cover, so um, I think that one episode is enough for for you to grasp. So it might actually go into a three-part. We'll have to see as I um, as it unfolds. So um, the reason I want to discuss epi- uh, estrogen again is... This sounds kind of crazy if you've been following me, but um, quite a ways back when I started the podcast, it's one of the most listened to, um, the two of the ones I did on estrogen are the most listened to. So actually like twice as listened to. So I don't know if it's people listen to it more than once, tried to get all the information out. Um, But I felt it was super important, especially as I, this is something that I deal with and um so I'll kind of uncover some of the stuff that I figured out and am working on on myself and with other clients. So as you know, estrogen is a hormone, right? It's a female hormone that is important for sexual reproduction, all of that kind of stuff, right? It, mainly in women is where you hear it, um, also referred to as the female sex hormone. Um, for those of you that know this, um, it's or this could be new information, your estrogen is mainly produced in your ovaries. So your ovaries, obviously, you know where those are at if you're female, an adult probably listening to this down in the uterus or by the uterus, right? Um, But it's also produced in your fat cells as well as your adrenal glands. And the reason that this is very important is because um, of how I'm gonna uh, be addressing this. So I want you to think of where your ovaries are. I want you to think of where your um, fat cells are that you currently have on your body, especially where you have excess fat cells, and then also where your adrenal glands are. So your adrenal glands are right above your kidneys. Um, So a lot of times people can think of it like when you get hit on the small of your back, the kind of the middle, small, low of your back, um, all the way to the front. That's going to be the whole area that we're going to focus on for your adrenals. But for this episode, I want to talk about, um, we're going to focus down on the ovaries, the section, the lower section of your body, which if you followed me along, um, you know that that's your sacral chakra. And so um, that's kind of where we're going to go with this. And I, I really hope that you find a new way of like understanding some of the stuff that's going on inside of your body. So we're going to talk about this part of your body where your ovaries are in your uterus. So if you haven't been familiar with the sacral chakra, you're going to want to possibly or probably go back and listen to the episode where I talked about the sacral chakra. But um, if you have or just go ahead and listen to this one because you're going to get it a lot more in depth. So if you're like me, um, and you have estrogen stuff going on. Um, mine, obviously, if you've heard, started years ago, all of that kind of stuff. But I notice even still, um, you know, even though I'm a lot healthier, I'm a lot more in balance, it's one of those things that is can easily be thrown out of balance, can be totally, um, you know, switched off, it seems like, or at least it feels like to me, like... I could get a little upset about something, little um, 
overwhelmed, whatever, and then it seems like my estrogen just shoots down. And I know this just because I'm paying attention to my symptoms and what's going on, and I know that they're low estrogen. So if um, that's one of those things that you're kind of focusing on um, is your hormones and all of that, then this one's going to for sure help you out. I want to give you a rundown real quick of some of the symptoms so you can have an idea of what I'm talking about. So if you're suffering from anything, um, obviously anything to do with your intimacy, dryness, all of that kind of stuff, um, if you're having urin urinary tract infections, um, if you have your periods being, if they're irregular, maybe they skip a month, mood swings, hot flashes, breasts are tender, headaches, um, or you get them like that, those migraines, actually kind of any time of the month, um, you feel depressed, bloating, swelling um, of the breast, decreased sex drive, as I said, all of these hair loss, extra wrinkles all of the sudden, sleeping is funky, um, your memory is funky, maybe you just feel overall fatigued all of the time, those are all going to be things to do with your estrogen. So most um, women that I talk to, or maybe, I mean, more than just my clients for sure, suffer from those kinds of things. So um, in that sacral chakra, so down where your ovaries are, where the estrogen is produced, the reason I want us to focus on this stuff is because when that area of the body is out of balance, and if you've... Um, you've followed along, you know that that's the second chakra. You're, down below you have your root chakra, that's gonna be your foundation. And then right above it is is this one. And it, it's, um, there's, this is where a lot of movement takes place. And so if you kind of think about, um, I know my estrogen's off when I don't want to move. <laughs> that sounds like lately, I don't know what got it off, but, um, you know, just not wanting to exercise all of any type of movement, which is what this part of the body needs is movement in order to get the, um, this part of your body to heal. So if you suffer from any of those symptoms, movement is going to be one of your key things to really help you, um, heal and, uh, fix the, the imbalances in this chakra, in this area where the, the estrogen is produced. So, if you think about, um, you know, the movement makes you feel more alive, makes you feel more um, flexible, It that movement really helps get, you know, energy to all the different nerve endings. There's just so much involved in that, in movement. So the thing with this chakra is like most of us, um, and I, I, I just want to say it's just part of human life and um, you know, the stuff we, we deal with as humans, there's, um, we're going to suffer from some sort of pain or issues that were developed in that area, in that second chakra. So that part of the body was, or that is a lot of energy in that chakra develops between the ages of six to two years. And the thing that's really interesting about that is your, um, Brain waves at that time are mostly theta brain waves, and that's kind of more of a hypnosis state that we as adults, when we get in maybe hypnotized when we're in a deep sleep or deep, deep meditation, those are theta waves. And it's kind of like your brain is a sponge at that time. So we form so many um, connections, so many 
things that are going on in our brain at that time. Um, and But the problem is, is because we haven't developed our... Uh, the sacred or the the solar plexus and other parts of the body we have we don't really have a filter so we just kind of like are like sponges taking all of this stuff in um, without being able to you know make something of it for ourselves so if if you um, have any pain or any emptiness in um, that was that came up during that time of your life. Um, it kind of starts to shut down. So if you think about a good way to think about pain or being hurt um, physically, emotionally, all of those kinds of things, or just feeling empty, maybe not getting the love and attention that you needed, um, it causes that th those senses to shut down. So like, or withdraw. Um, so that's kind of what happens in this part of the body. Um, it's This is the part of the body where we really focus on pleasure as a little kid make things are fun and all of that you know um you see little kids having fun playing and all of that kind of stuff at this young age and um you know you're sent you're using a lot of your senses to to find pleasure and a lot of times um when we are children for whatever better or for worse for our development who knows and i i really want you to be careful not to judge it but just to take things as um, as informational so that you could use them. So, you know, a lot of times we would, um, people my age, I'm 41, all kind, all, most people I talk to, pleasure was frowned upon, like of any kind. So most of the time you'll hear people talk about, um, you know, sexual pleasure, like was totally frowned upon. You shouldn't, no one told you that sex should be fun, all of that kind of stuff. Even um, like that was an indulgent or a selfish thing if for people that wanted to that were sexual. Um, also, things like, um, you know, you might have seen your family like money was always stressful. It was never a pleasure to buy things. It was stressful to buy things. Even with food, like food wasn't super enjoyed. Um, food was held in a, you know, like you shouldn't really enjoy your food just eat your food you should be thankful for your food all of that kind of stuff um and a lot of times kids us everyone whoever um was we were rewarded for behaving well without fully understanding and so our brains couldn't differentiate between like was i you know punished because i was having fun was i punished because i was actually doing something wrong um it's it's just interesting to think about. So if those if any of that's hitting home, like the, then you want to follow, continue to listen to this episode so that you can get some of the strategies. So just kind of think about it. Like how was pleasure regarded in your family? How was desire regarded in your family? Were those hushed? Were those looked down upon? And do you still feel that? Do you still feel? Do you still feel like you should really be careful and not enjoy your food? Um, I know. I noticed that a lot with myself, like, you know, now that I try to sit down, eat and like fully be present with my food, um, it creeps back in very regularly when I just want to rush and eat, um, you know, eat the fastest, most, you know, not spending time with my food, but not even really being thankful for it. I, I noticed that coming in. 
Um, even with money, things like, you know, lots of stuff about just don't spend it on that. Don't spend it on that. Like just not, not having fun with money maybe is more what it was. Um, and like the thing that I, I find in myself is feeling that shame for needing to eat. Like there's something wrong with me because I need to eat or, um, and then I feel, you know, even if it's a healthy meal, like I would explain to my husband, like that I would feel guilty after eating a healthy meal. And then I'd feel like my stomach would blow and all of this stuff. So it's a lot of shame and um, guilt around that area or feeling, um, you know, guilty for having desires to be healthy, have feeling guilty for having desires to be more intimate, like, like just there's this side of trying to get it a real understanding of um, that. And so one of the things I really want you to focus on for this chakra, especially if you're suffering from any of these symptoms is um, guilt. So guilt would be considered the demon of the second chakra, that sacral. So just if, if it's easier for you to just think of it, that guilt would be the um, demon of your estrogen levels. This has helped me a lot because um, understanding guilt has made it so that I can, I understand normally when my estrogen levels have dropped, I can go back the day or two and I felt guilty for something, guilty for not exercising, guilty for um, taking the bite of that item or whatever, but it's guilty for talking to someone like that, guilty for thinking that. Um, you know, there's all kinds of things that we feel guilty for. But just know when you feel guilt, it stops the movement of energy down in that chakra. And so that's why it's so important to address this because you could take all the stuff that you want, which I have tons of supplements that balance estrogen. And this, these kinds of things are ultimately what throws my estrogen back, you know, out of balance. So by, um, you know, really taking a holistic approach and doing what you can is going to make all the difference. So really watch for, you're going to know if you're, you feel guilty when um, you use lots of polar opposites, like that's good food, that's bad food, that's healthy, that's unhealthy. Oh, that's a good boy. That's a bad boy. That's weak. You know, I was weak or that minute I was strong or that they have a lot of money or they're pretty poor. Like watch for those kind of polarities in your life. Because if so, then that means guilt is a definite thing in your life. Um, you watched maybe that as a child, but um, it's something that you really want to address for this chakra. So remember, guilt is going to be kind of your demon for your estrogen levels. So one of the um, first steps I'd like for you to do is kind of put that maybe your most recent guilty behavior into context. Like what was going on at that time? What were the facts? What were the circumstances? Um, really pay attention to the facts only. Now, if you've heard me talk about your thought model and all of that stuff, this is going to be critical. So let's take the last time that I felt really guilty by rushing through my some, you know, my healthy meal, right? Like rushing, rushing, rushing. And then I was really mad at myself. Like, you should know better than this. You teach people this and all of that. And I really gave myself a hard time. So um, if I remember correctly, like 
kids were overwhelmed, upset about a test score. I had um, lots of dogs running around trying to get them to not make messes in my house. Felt like the kitchen was a mess um, and kind of just like a moment of overwhelm, although that is not a fact. So that made me feel overwhelmed. So all of those circumstances, those things that I didn't have control over caused me to feel overwhelmed. So the second step that I want you to think about is, okay, so that was my that was the circumstance. That was only the facts. I've kind of separated myself, right? Then I want you to examine your motives. Like what was at that moment, what was my need that I was trying to fill? And my thought, or basically it comes down to, you know, what were you thinking that made you feel that overwhelm or that that um, negative emotion in that situation? Another way to look at this one is what were you trying to accomplish or what were you trying to satisfy? So at that time, I could tell that I was hungry and I needed to get food inside of me. And I, so basically it was like rush to go, rush to eat something like and so that's what I was trying to satisfy was that I, I was hungry. Um, so in that situation, I want you to look at like, what were my actual thoughts? Like it would, my thought seriously was just get food in your system so that you can handle all of this stuff. Like you could see that, like that, um, need, I was just needing to get some stuff inside of me. Okay. So then I want you to look at number three would be look at ways that you could have that this behavior could have been modeled for you it from someone in your past. So um, I probably, um, you know, I know I remember sitting down as a family for dinner and things like that. Um, I remember my parents, my dad was always worried about being fat. My mom was always on a diet. Um, so maybe somewhere like food was not enjoyed for sure. It was, um, I think later, as you know, as my mom and dad tried to, you know, figure out health and things like that, that they worked on that more. But I, in my brain, I don't remember them enjoying it. So um, it was more just like a necessity, just get food inside of you, which obviously you could tell that's exactly where I went. And that's what I was trying to do. Um, so then now number four, I want you to think about how could your need have been more directly met? Or how could I have done this a different way, basically? And I know, um, you know, I could have just told everybody, hold on a minute, I'll come right back to this. I have to eat something and I'm going to sit down for this. Like I do, I know that now, right? Um, but in that moment, that wasn't obviously something that I was thinking about. And so it really comes down to um, before I go to eat, what, what do I need to think in order to be, be more aware, to be able to not, um, because I know afterwards I felt so guilty. I was so mad at myself. I was like, yeah, you just ate twice as much you normally eat. And why did you do that? You didn't listen. And all, you know, my brain went a hundred miles an hour feeling guilty about that meal that I ate. Um, so I want you to just think about what, um, number five would be look at any harm that was caused and find a way to make amends. I didn't really cause harm at that moment to anybody else, um, but to myself. So if if the item that you're feeling guilty about 
is involves someone else, then find a way that you can make amends with them, even if it was forever ago. So maybe that making amends is not going to start with you calling them up and apologizing. It might just be you wrapping that your brain around like just figuring out how could I make amends to this and be super inquisitive. Don't um, remember we want movement and flow through this chick, the sacral chakra really to let that estrogen balance. So just be super aware that you're not um, adding more guilt by asking these questions. Just do it inquisitively. Like my situation, um, I, you know, I really need to just forgive myself. I totally messed up and it was fine. Like I, I was now realize next time when that kind of stuff happens, I need to, I need to take a break. I need to take a minute and go, you know, eat by myself or whatever. So then we need to, the six, uh, number six would be to plan for your next, like the action that you're going to take, the behavior that you're going to take the next time or how you're, how you're going to deal with this. So, you know, we know that, um, your thought right? Creates an emotion. So if I, if I don't want to feel overwhelmed anymore right before I eat, or if I don't want to feel guilty anymore after eating fast like that, then I need to come up with some actions, some things that I'm going to do, um, you know, in order to really fix this. So, and I'm only going to do those actions if I've changed my thought about it. So in the, in that situation, I'm, I'm, going to practice and I have been practicing thinking more um, you know loving thoughts towards the situation so it's not a life or death situation if I mess up if if it's just one time two times whatever it's I just remind myself that I'm a human so those are my that's my thoughts and then my actions can be more oh like slow down take a deep breath those kinds of things you can see how my thought creates my action and then the last thing would be to just forgive yourself for whatever it is. Now, that sounds easy. And like I said, with the making amends one, that's going to take a little bit of time. Sometimes it's not easy to just forgive yourself. Um, sometimes it is. Like if you're like a little kid, they just forgive and forget, right? But most of us, we have a hard time forgiving because we keep seeing this cycle go on and go on and go on. So what I want to propose is that you just keep trying this process. So I'm going to reiterate it and then um, make sure that you just, if you need to listen to this one again, go ahead, but make sure that you just try it as best as you can for whatever it is. Now, if your estrogen is out of balance, which then would mean that your progesterone and all your other stuff is out of balance, this is definitely something you're going to want to try. Okay, so that's why we're doing this. We're what? That's why we're addressing our the guilt stuff. So number one, put the guilty uh, behavior into context. So look at the facts. Don't judge it. Don't get upset about it. Just what were the facts? Okay, that's your circumstance. And examine, you know, what from a third person. Step outside. What were your motives, needs? What were you trying to accomplish at that time? Okay. Don't judge. Remember that. Number three, look for ways that you could that that behavior has been modeled for you in the past by someone else. Number four, how could you um, your needs be more appropriately met or directly met? Number five, um, 
look at any harm that was done and just make amends. So if there's someone you need to fix it with, you, yourself, how can you make amends? Um, number six, how are you plan for your new behavior or your new actions? So make sure you plan how you're going to um, handle it next time. And remember in that situation, you're going to have to have a, thoughts that are going to lead to that action because you can't change an action without changing your thought. And then the last one would be to forgive yourself and move on to, you know, the next item that causes guilt or whatever it is. So I hope that you found this one helpful. And I really sincerely believe if you will do this stuff and address those things, each of us has so many of this stuff that we feel guilty about, um, that you're going to really start to balance that those um, hormones, especially the estrogen down in the ovaries and in that so, uh, sacral chakra, and just really start to get your health uh, at a new level so that it stays balanced longer so that you can catch it before it starts to fall too, you know, into too much of an, a, a bad situation. So, all right, let me know if you have any questions. Um, thanks for listening and thanks for sharing and um, reviewing. I really, really appreciate it. And let me know if you have any questions. Otherwise, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye.